0: Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian
1: University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back. This is Jeff Hunt, host of the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, broadcasting to you from a very special March for Life in Washington, D.C. We've been talking all about the experience here for students, for faculty, for organizations like Focus on the Family that are here, describing a little bit about what we're seeing. Heartbeat International with a big banner up there. They support crisis pregnancy organizations. I'm walking here with the chancellor at Colorado Christian University. And in many ways, it was a partnership between his office and the Centennial Institute that said, let's make it a priority to get students to the March for Life out here and Dr. Donald Sweeting was president of Colorado Christian University from 2017 to 2022. 2016, 2016 that's, that's right. right. That's right. I'll <laughs> we'll subtract a year there. But uh, the president of Colorado Christian University from 2016 to 2022, he now serves as a chancellor, which allows him to be the torchbearer for the mission of Colorado Christian University, educating 10,000 students in traditional undergraduate, online, College of Adult and Graduate Studies online, and then as well as high school students through our academy. So, Chancellor Sweeting, describe a little bit about what you're seeing right now. I'm looking at
0: um, a throng of people all the way up the avenue to the um, Library of Congress, and uh, they're from every possible group imaginable. But right in front of us, they're holding up Colorado Christian University signs saying, life is precious, CCU for life. And uh, it it just makes me so... Uh, Proud of our university that first of all we're here, and we have a boatload of students that are here But secondly that we are probably the first university in the United States to officially Declare themselves as a pro-life university What does that mean? That means that uh, first of all the board of trustees has embraced this uh, To be for the sanctity of life every board member on our board is for that. Um, that our staff and faculty are committed to that. Uh, that we, we, uh, we want to be compassionate and support moms who have unexpected pregnancies and, and uh, all the different ways of helping crisis pregnancy centers, facilitating adoptions, all the rest. But we do believe this is one of the biggest, most important issues of our time. It's the human rights issue of our time. And this is the largest annual human rights demonstration in the world. So we're glad to be part of
1: it. (laughs) It is. uh, Our students right now are chanting, hey, hey, ho, ho, Roe v. Wade has hit the road. (laughs) Uh, It it was at one point, hey, hey, ho, ho, Roe v. Wade has got to go, which it has, thanks to the U.S. Supreme Court. What a
0: change in one year. Isn't it amazing? Right. Uh, Last year, we weren't sure where this was going to go. but. Now uh, it's had a, a massive effect in, um, in cutting the number of abortions, but also in the number of states that are pushing this. And it's not a constitutional, um, it's not backed by any kind of constitutional mandate as many thought it was. Um, so that's good. And as we said last night, the challenge in the days ahead are to um, make abortion unthinkable. It's to persuade others the reason why this is is important and uh, human dignity is at stake you wipe out the dignity of the unborn what's next i mean it,
1: it's it's really really important just last night we took a number of our students as well as friends to the heritage foundation for an annual chancellor's lecture which is a lecture given by you and you've done this in many years now out here in washington dc to introduce people to the values of Colorado Christian University, what we believe, and how we're training our students. Tell us a little bit about your lecture last night. Well, the the lecture was on the job before us now, and that is to persuade
0: hearts and minds one at a time. I mean, we, we live in a time now where uh, some states, like the state of Colorado, is going to have a very permissive abortion law. But with, with um, abortion pills and things like that, uh, it, it's going to bring a, a different... Strategy And that strategy has to include loving people around us and lovingly telling them the truth about this. And uh, so I was trying to condense the argument. I said, besides just the power of caring for uh, unwed mothers and families with unexpected pregnancies, um, we have to think clearly about why why does this matter? So I said, there are four compelling reasons uh, that I think we need to grasp hold of. Uh, one of course is just the, the breakthroughs in science, technology, and how now that we we can see into the womb more than ever before, we can, you know, see through ultrasound technology and and heart, heartbeat detection, um, and uh, and then just the experience of of preemies that are born early, and you get them and Jeff, that was your experience in your family, that was an experience just recently in our family, and you they come out way way early and it's clearly a human being. So science has opened up a lot of hearts, the scientific facts of this. But beyond that, secondly, is the argument from human dignity, that uh, the the dignity of, that, that human being has dignity and it must be preserved. And if you get rid of that, if you say that's not a human being, It's a slippery slope to start saying other people are not and every time we've gone down this road in history We've regretted it with slavery with the holocaust and all the rest I said that there are there are two other lines of of thought and one is we have a justice blind spot in our generation Where we we think about justice for the mom But we forget about the justice for the child and justice becomes just us and that's not that's not right and then finally as a Christian I believe the Bible is very clear about the sanctity of life. There's no question about it. And, of course, that's a foundation for my belief. But that's not the only reason to be standing for life today.
1: We're now passing the Cannon House office buildings, and these congressional offices are out on the balcony waving to the pro-life activists as they go on this historic 50th. March for life in Washington DC supported by a number of members of Congress they came down and spoke at the rally prior to this talked about some bills they're going to be introducing and laws they seek to pass to protect the innocence of pre-born children and their right to life and these, uh, these babies that really have no voice and so in many ways we seek to be the voice for the voiceless We're marching here with 30 students from Colorado Christian University. We're getting near the end of this march here. We've now kind of gotten at the top of the hill. Uh, We're up near the Capitol. We're going to be turning left here to finish out the march at the front of the Capitol. Again, a brand-new route this year as things have changed in this country. We're no longer stopping at the U.S. Supreme Court. That work has been achieved, and now we have legislative work to do. Maybe at some point a, an amendment that recognizes the right to life. Some of those uh, issues are at stake here and could be passed in our lifetime. Talking here with Chancellor Sweeting of Colorado Christian University. Part of your message last night to our students as well as to leaders here in Washington D.C. was the role of pastors and church leadership in confronting this contentious issue. Uh, Share your thoughts a little bit on that.
0: Well, of course, I love pastors, have a heart for pastors. I've been a pastor for many years. Um, And I know the tension pastors experience because everybody wants them to speak about this, that, and the other thing from the pulpit. And it's very easy to get sidetracked. And we want to be gospel-centered in all that we do. But I think there are several issues that must be talked about from the pulpit because they are gospel issues and the sanctity of life is one of them. And I'm disturbed by the silence of many pastors who say, well, I don't want to offend people so they won't accept the gospel uh, when it comes to abortion. Because um, I say abortion uh, and sanctity of life is a gospel issue because you would have no atonement or resurrection if it weren't for a real human baby, divine human, in the womb of Mary, nurtured by Mary, acknowledged as a person by Elizabeth and John the Baptist in the Womb of, of Elizabeth, uh, and acknowledged by Luke as a baby. So the very incarnation story affirms the sanctity of life. Pastors, we can't forget that, and that's why I think you need to speak about this and show up um, at some of the, uh, like the Denver uh, March for Life events, but especially to teach your people from the Bible
1: why the sanctity of life matters. And. As you mentioned, teaching is important. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. You can go to the march, but oftentimes, churches can host a Sanctity of Life Sunday. So even one Sunday a year where we're going to focus in on the Sanctity of Life and support the men and women in the congregation that make it a passion to serve in crisis pregnancy centers, that maybe maybe lawyers that are fighting for the sanctity of life in these communities. Every issue now has gone down to local issues. You're going to need to have good lawyers in counties and cities to defend the sanctity of life. Don?
0: Yeah, you know, you can talk about this sensitively uh, because we believe that we should be practicing grace and truth. And we offer the grace of God in the Gospel and the forgiveness that He gives to everybody, even those who have had abortions. But we don't want to renege on the truth of God's Word. So there's a way to sensitively do this. Uh, Please help your pastors open that
1: path up. Friends, this has been a very unique broadcast. From the March for Life in Washington, D.C., you can probably hear chants. Those are young people. Oftentimes we're... Criticized as a movement for just being a whole bunch of old people not that here. care about like, the controlling. <laughs> That's right. There, That's are right. Many of us. there are not many gray hairs uh, in this movement. It's young, high school, college-aged people, uh, of, particularly of strong, devout faith, showing up in Washington, D.C. to advocate for the sanctity of life. Friends, I hope you'll support the work of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University to... Make moments like this happen. Uh, We're rejecting the narratives we're seeing, especially in the state of Colorado, because we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe that the conservative worldview provides for the greatest flourishing for all people. So will you go to centennial.ccu.edu, join us there, donate, be a part of the work that we're doing to promote the sanctity of life. Uh, God bless you all, thank you for listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, Special broadcast from the March for Life 50th anniversary. God bless you, and yeehaw.